With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the show in the zone here on FM 96.9 The Game. AM 740, you can find us on iHeartRadio as well. Text the show, 50857. Always loving he- love hearing from our zone heads. We were talking earlier about, I said that Kevin Durant's the greatest player to have ever played for four different franchises while still in the thick of his prime. That was the way that I qualified it. Somebody said Brett Favre. Did someone tell me the fourth team that Brett Favre played for? Yeah, Are we not listening to the rules, people? Well, Packers, Jets, Vikings. We kind of determined that three teams is the most like we're willing to accept. You can, yeah, you can still like not become a true mercenary, even though a lot of people would say far of going to the Jets and Vikings was a major mercenary type move. <laughs> really, the I think most of the the biggest stars in the history of sports, it's usually one or two. Most of the players that I think of, you know, personally, Cal Ripken never played for another team other than the Orioles, Derek Jeter, uh, Michael Jordan, Bulls, a little bit of Wizards, (laughs) Willie Mays, uh, Giants, a little bit of Mets, yeah, Johnny Unitas, Colts, a little bit of Chargers. Montana, Niners, a little bit of Chiefs. Exactly. There's usually a little bit of someone else at the very end. Brady, a little (laughs) bit of Bucks. But he won a title there, too. That's what made that badass. Yeah. I mean, Tom, Tom Brady, you know. Uh, LeBron James, mm. three. That's well, when you started to stretch it. Nearly four, but the Cavs, two different times. So, yeah, you can't. it's not like it's a separate franchise. Right. And that was a good move, going back home to deliver for, for his people. Yes, very much so. Uh, that was a very unique situation. Usually it's so like, unique. you know. I mean, do we ever see a guy that's that iconic go back? So that was also unique, and that's what I think we're seeing with Kevin Durant. I think that this is this is a unique situation where a player that's as great as he is, as impactful as he is, is hitting his fourth team. And yeah, there's a little bit of, and I'm not going to shock anybody by this. It's a little bit of that is, yeah, that's on him. You know that that reflects poorly on Kevin Durant I that mean, you're on franchise four. He's not really here for any fan base. He and he's established yeah. that. No, he's in it for himself, and he has every right to be, especially with how cruel the business can be to players at certain times. I mean, what Ripken had with the Orioles fans, what Jeter had with the Yankees fans, Brady for most of his tenure in New England, like, special. And it only not, not all the best players even get to have that. So appreciate him when you got him, but I would say... Less and less will that be the case as the sports becomes more of a cutthroat business as it's becoming. Yeah, I mean, it, it's um, it's something that I would think I would want to seek out if I were at that level where you know all I have to do is just continue to play at a really high level here, and I'll be looked at. I'll, they'll build statues of me. 
You know, and then it's obviously I'm showing a little bit of my ego here by saying that that's the way that that's the way that I would look at it. I think the movement sounds fun, but what's more fun than that is is being the Ripken or the Jeter of a fan base where you're you are held to the highest esteem, and you don't always have to be the best player in the world, but you always have to be our guy. And uh, and as long as you play for a franchise that's willing to try and make things work well around you, which for by the way for Kevin Durant, Oklahoma City did a pretty good job at that. Like he never actually had to leave OKC, other than the fact that he wanted to leave OKC. And was, yeah, yeah, they would have built statues for the guy. I was gonna say like uh, it, he probably would have been a Thunder for life if he just believed that he could eventually win a title there, and that was the move. Of him going to the Warriors was sole, solely so he could put a trophy in his case. And he took a lot of heat for doing it, and sort of rightfully so. I mean, he joined a team that was already loaded. Yeah. But he definitely felt it was more important to get a championship than be the, you know, because the Thunder are a newer franchise. He was the first ever face for that franchise. He was drafted by the Sonics, so he literally was the guy besides like Nick Collis and they they loved him over there. <laughs> he was a thunder for life until well, I guess not too recently, but oh, Kobe is another one I thought of even though he threatened to go across town to the Clips and when he was hitting free agency. Yeah. Uh yeah, I it it all came down to titles for Durant and I think he's it, the the Nets move was to get away from Golden State to try and win on his own and him and Kyrie kind of create that friend, that, you know, faceless makeshift of a franchise they call the Nets in Brooklyn, uh, that was just their project, and it didn't work. Now he's back to a brand new sort of Suns franchise that have just been sold, and it's it's all kind of new over there. So in yeah. theory, he's sort of doing something he just did in, in Brooklyn, but this time he was traded. And credit to the Nets, I suppose, for you know hearing him out. I'm sure he said, well, now that Kyrie's gone, we'll probably get this over with. I would think that this has been a conversation for a while. Maybe. That they were looking at doing this in the offseason, but maybe didn't get the offer they wanted. And they said, well, okay, we're not going to force it. And then once they realized that they could get a good deal for Kyrie, then they started taking the KD thing seriously again. But remember, it wasn't that long ago Kevin Durant requested a trade out of of Brooklyn. I think it happened in the offseason. And then they went back on it. And he was like, all right, we're good. So well, weird. I mean, they were clearly looking into it. I've just never seen a team in playoff positioning, and not like they're a top-seeded team. They might have been towards the top if it hasn't been for Durant being injured for so long. But I don't think I've ever seen a team in true playoff positioning all of a sudden blow it up. Uh, that would also be a fun text question if anyone can think of a team mm. who was ripe to get in the playoffs and in whatever sport and just completely blow it up and trade your best players. I don't... I don't know if I've really seen that. I don't think so. And this Brooklyn Nets franchise operates in their own unique way. And I mean, right now they've got pieces, and and you can like all the pieces they have, but it that's all it is. It doesn't feel like there's – does it feel like they have a plan? When you move off of guys like that, you know, usually you think like, okay, I can see what you're doing here. I have no idea what they're doing. Well, Sean Marks is a pretty good GM. It, their problem was putting the ball in Kyrie and Katie's court and having to kind of live by their attitudes. And it was like, well, Kyrie was like, here's your ultimatum. And they were like, well, okay, we're trading you, and we're going to do the best we can to pivot. Yeah. I don't not like that franchise, but Sean Marks is a pretty solid GM. In fact, he's the guy who drafted Cam Thomas. 
Nick Claxton. He he could eventually ramp back up, but their biggest problem was believing that Kyrie and KD were going to remain loyal Brooklyn Nets. Uh, it just was never going to be the case. And Kyrie was even talking after the game last night that he, or whenever he found out, maybe it was this morning, that he's just happy that Kevin Durant is away from that situation. Hmm. Yeah, and I think that there is a little bit of this that mirrors uh, general work culture. You're hearing this a lot of the... The guy that or girl that would work at a company for 20, 30 years and they remained loyal and, you know, sometimes they're taken advantage of. Right. People are too smart and too willing to move these days to oh, yeah. stay that loyal. And I, and I think you see that play out in the sports world just like you do in just regular everyday business. People aren't as loyal to the brand that they work for as they used to be. Yeah. It's and a- there's pl- there, there are pluses and minuses to that. Pluses and minuses, but I would say definitely in mod- in the modern world, in the workforce, in the sports, it's all it, lo- you don't really get rewarded for your loyalty, and it's in fact you get rewarded for being a mercenary more so. <laughs> pretty much. Somebody mentioned uh, Ricky Henderson as a player, as a prime time player who played for a million teams. That's actually. a good one. That's a that I accept. That's a really good submission to this conversation. And I suppose the who are person- the four? Can we name them? Well, the person, real quick, the person who mentioned Favre uh, added the Falcons to that list. He was drafted by them, so he didn't really do anything for them. But <laughs> no, that doesn't count. Uh, Ricky Henderson. Well, I mean, they got the teams and years listed on here already. I mean, A's, Yankees, A's, Blue Jays, A's, Padres. I don't, was he on the A's that many different times? I don't know. If he was on the A's a couple times. I don't know how many. The Angels. The Padres, the Red Sox, the Dodgers. I, oh, my God. Yeah, I'm looking he, at his baseball reference he page. Was, he was a Newark Bear as well at the very end. What an odd career this guy had. He went so, from he went from Oakland in 79 to 84, then to the Yankees from 85 to 88, briefly, uh, and then back to Oakland, and then, and then uh, to the Padres. And then to the Angels, and then back to Oakland, Ricky, and then to the Mets, and then the Mariners, Padres, Red Sox, Dodgers. I did, then he got into his forties. Those don't count. But yeah, okay, he I'll take still it. Run. He played for a lot of different teams, Let's but see. he was always his greatest with the A's. Somebody uh, chimed in about when I said, "Has a team ever been in a playoff position and just completely blow everything up?" And the Marlins, I mean, they they blew it up in the off season. And they were famous for doing that. Yeah. They couldn't afford anybody. That's ultimately why they did it. They did it twice, too. Yeah. They did it in 97. They did it after 2003. Heartbreaking. And that's the reason why Marlins, the Marlins have uh, the worst fan base probably in baseball. Because of what they did. Not because I'm not blaming the fans. The fans were ready. You win championships. Fans are buying your stuff. They're ready to go to games. And then when all the good players get dealt, then, yeah, it's a lot less interesting. But back to the deadline. One of the things that I love about the NBA is that it always delivers. It feels like, man, ever last year's was kind of quiet. No, just for the most part. Like I, without detailing what every year has done, because I don't remember. I don't even remember what last year's deadline was. Yeah, we got bowl bowl. So there you go. That's all I need. There really wasn't a lot going on. I don't think last year. This was a one of the best deadlines I've ever seen in in NBA. And you can thank the chaos of the Brooklyn Nets for that, right? And I think that that's something, talk about a human condition. I'm going to go back to the psychology of, of us as sports fans and and in this country, what we look for. I think that it is so indicative of what we are, 
and I and the best analogy that I can come up with is what what I do almost every single day is when I'm done with my show prep around between 10 and 11 a.m. I finish my first round of work for the day and then I just kind of sit back maybe I'll make a sandwich and I throw on TV and if I don't care what anybody else is talking about I usually just throw on there's always a rerun of Bar Rescue on I watch Bar Re- <laughs> Do you ever watch this show? I know about it but I I don't watch it. So you have John Taffer is the guy that that comes in and he berates the person that right. runs the bar and he tells him how terrible he is and the, you know they spy on the restaurant to see all the things that they do wrong. Right. And he comes in and, and he points to pans he's like this is dirty and you know and it's it's a 30 minute episode 25 minutes is just them saying you suck and this place is going to fail. And then the last five minutes is they rehab the place, they train all the terrible employees, and then boom, the place is awesome, roll credits, next episode. Smooth. It's the same episode, just a different location. Easy watch. Every time. And that is the trade deadline. It is 25 minutes as we spend all this time speculating, wondering, worrying, this could happen, that could happen, and then it happens, and we're like, all right. What's next? We care so much more about the drama than the outcome of the drama. That's the, that is the point that I'm making. I mean, I, I do know where you're going there. I would say there's a lot of people who love the video game NBA 2K who will get on, re- load up the current rosters, and then, you know, I saw Chet Holmgren actually tweet, if you're going to play with the Phoenix Suns in NBA 2K, you're part of the problem. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. I, I'm out here it's rolling. A pretty good tweet. I'm rolling with the magic, and we're dunking on you with Bol Bol. <laughs> I'm playing, giving Bol Bol a lot of minutes. No, but in all seriousness, uh, I'm very curious to see Kevin Durant in that jersey that he doesn't look like he belongs in, and now he fits alongside Devin Booker. I actually found a way to tune in to watch Kyrie with Dallas last night, and he looks right in that jersey, and I kind of am fired up to see the Mavs going forward. All these other trades, eh, Wiseman in Detroit. I'll look at some box scores to see how he's doing. Sadiq Bey with the Hawks. I'm jealous the Magic didn't get him. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of... Hart with the Knicks is kind of fun. I don't know. I want to see how these things work out, and especially come playoff time, which one of these trades pays off the most. It's more of a long game for me, maybe, rather than the short term. But I do know what you're saying. The speculation is fun. Bamba had been rumored to be traded all season, and now he's traded, and it's like, okay, he's in the Lakers. We didn't get anything for him. I just wonder, and you're a different case. As a listener pointed out the other day, you're kind of a dork. So, you yeah. know, like there's that. We are NBA nerds. We watch probably more, pay attention to more of the granular stuff than than most people do. And I'm not putting us on a pedestal. This is just what we do for a living. I think most people that were out there having conversations with their friends, texting in, just specifically talking about Kyrie Irving, have listened to conversations about it, have had conversations about it, have tweeted about it, posted it on Facebook, and I would say that my guess is 80% to 90% of the people that commented on it didn't watch the Mavs play the Clippers. And they don't really need to. If you've watched Kyrie Irving play enough basketball in his career, you know what it's going to look like for the most (laughs) part. And then let's see what it looks like in a playoff series. That's the only time it matters. I mean, Mavs are going to the playoffs with or without him no matter what, like Luca, he's getting to the playoffs. Now, what do you do? That's when we get to critique these trade deadline moves. Is is the playoffs? Because the, what other reason are you making these trades for? Well, the Warriors made trades for luxury tax purposes, but everybody right. else, for the most part, made moves to try and better their team. Besides the Magic. But, yeah. So I know you're going to have fun with this one. Up next, Russell Wilson 
is doing some really sketchy things. I'll explain what that is next. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.